With MailChimp, you get a whole lot more than a URL. You get an all-in-one marketing platform to help drive sales. That means you can connect your data to make more informed, smarter decisions. And you get powerful automation tools like our customer journey builder to ensure you never miss an opportunity to turn shoppers into loyal customers. So if you're ready to integrate your marketing and boost sales, get started today at MailChimp.com slash smart marketing. MailChimp, built for growing businesses. This program acknowledges the traditional custodians of the land, the Awabakal peoples, I pay my respects to the Elders past, present and future and to any Aboriginal or Torres Strait Islander peoples listening in. Hey, how are you? I'm good, how are you? Good. That's good. How are you feeling? Uh, Good. Um, I just got home from work. This is my best friend Rhiannon. We grew up in the Hunter Valley around Dungog and Gresford. I grew up listening to her terrifying ghost stories at sleepover parties whenever I was huddled together after eating mountains of party mix lollies and thins crisps. We have all been in those situations before and Rhiannon is taking us back there tonight for episode two, Sleep Paralysis. We hear what it is, what it feels like and how on a stormy night home alone in an ancient house, Rhiannon's night terrors came to life. You cannot cut down the holly tree because you might make her mad. And the base of the holly tree sits under my bedroom. I got home about midnight and I came in and all the power had switched off because of the storm. The power's out, but the radio still somehow turned on. And I could just feel like there was something in the room with me that there's something was going to go wrong that night. Despite how scary my stories are and how much they scared me at the time, I still believe there's a rational reason for all of the things that happened to me. This is Friends with Ghost Stories, Episode 2, Sleep Paralysis. My scariest encounter was one night I was house-sitting my grandparents' house while they were away Um, and the house is kind of two stories but the bottom story nobody uses. It's really old and dank and dark down there. There's like no running water or power really. Um, My pop just has his like little makeshift workshop down there Um, and then everyone else just lives upstairs. Uh, But one night I was house sitting for them and I'd gone out that night and there was a huge storm while I was away Um, and I got I got home about midnight and I came in and all the power had switched off because of the storm Um, but the power board was downstairs in the basement thing anyway so I opened the door to go down the stairs it's just pitch black and the steps are just so steep going down it's freezing cold in this basement um, and I was like, I felt a bit creeped out because it was so late at night, but I was also like, it's nothing. Um, anyway, as I walked through my pop's workshop to get to the, um, like the power meter, um, the radio turned on and I thought, oh, that's, that's really weird, but it's probably just my pop. He's really smart. He's probably motion sensitive or something. So it automatically turns on when he goes down into his workshop. 
Um, anyway, so I just had my little, like my phone torch and I went up to the power meter and I tried to flick on the switch that had flicked off and it was just jammed. It just would not flick off, flick back on. I mean, um, so I was like, oh, maybe this isn't the right one. So I got a bit creeped out at that point because um, I was there on my own. It was pitch black down there other than my torch light. So I walked back upstairs and I thought, oh, it's kind of weird that the power's out, but the radio is still somehow turned on. Then I was like, so that kind of freaked me, but I was like, oh, no, it's fine. He's probably got a backup generator. Anyway, so I went back downstairs um, to try again and the radio was off again and it just stayed off this time. Oh my God. Um, so I quickly went through the room to the power board again and tried to flick the switch and it just was so jammed. I was wiggling it, just like trying to flick it lightly, like tugging on it. I tried everything just in case like it was jammed, but it just wouldn't turn on. So I went back upstairs again because by this point I was like 1am and I was kind of freaking out a little oh bit. Gosh. The wind was blowing a gale outside. Um, and my, I rang my dad and I said, is that where the power board is? Am I trying to flick the wrong switch? Is that why it's not working? He said, no, that should be right. So I went back downstairs again and the radio was on again as I went downstairs. So before I even what? walked downstairs, it was it was just back on on its own. And I thought, and I said that to dad, I was like, it's so weird that it's on because there's no power. And he was like, oh, it's probably just Poppy has set something up. And I said, yeah, true. Anyway, so I walked up to the power board again and I literally went to grab the switch and I just touched it slightly and it just went straight on on its own and I thought oh my god that is so weird I was literally tugging on it before and just then I like as soon as I touched it it just flicked straight on and I quickly uh, ran back upstairs by this point I was so scared but I was like dad oh never mind it works like classic whenever you try and tell someone something's broken and then it just starts working but then that night I slept with my bedroom door open because I always just sleep with the door open um and I woke up like a few hours after falling asleep and I could just feel like there was something in the room with me and I was like open my eyes I looked straight ahead but I couldn't see anything but I couldn't move either like I had sleep paralysis yeah and I was like aware that I was awake um but like half asleep and I just could not move but it felt like there was something there with me which really scared me and I thought well ghosts aren't real so there's nothing there you're just you're just trying to wake yourself up from this sleep paralysis and I just kept telling myself ghosts aren't real ghosts aren't real they can't hurt you and then suddenly I just got this sensation like if you just stick your head outside of a moving car like just like the sound of the wind like whooshing really quickly and like the feeling of like really fast wind in your face and and then it just like it just cut off I don't know how long it lasts it felt like it lasts like two minutes but it was probably like five seconds and I thought what the hell was that <laughs> like it literally was like I'd stuck my head out a window um what? but later when I told someone that story they said that sensation is when a ghost is in your presence and it screams at you that's what a ghost scream feels and sounds like because she was like the ghost was probably trying to enter your body and because you kept saying ghosts aren't real it was frustrated that it what couldn't what the heck that is so you. creepy i've literally got shivers 
<laughs> that's what I said. I was like, wow, that is so creepy. But then mm. still to this day, I think, oh, you know, there's probably a reasonable explanation for all of those things. Yeah. What, um, like, even though you had these, this experience, um, you still don't believe in ghosts. So what, what is the rationale behind what happened to you that night? Well, I just think that when you're alone and it's dark, you're just, you're automatically just scared and on edge and it doesn't matter what situation you're in, whether you're just walking down the street or if you're just home alone, I feel like it's just like, you know, you do get a bit on edge when you're on your own. Um, But it was just kind of like exacerbated by the fact that it already stormed that night. It was you know midnight by the time I got home and just because we're so influenced by like movies and media it was just like the typical yeah (laughs) it was just the typical movie scenario that I'm like oh this is this is like those ghost stories where people die I was like this is the situation (laughs) so already I had put in my head that there's something was gonna go wrong that night and I also have that story about my parents house as well Oh, um, this one is creepy. I hated going to your house for sleepovers after you told me this story. But essentially, we used to live in this really old house. It was 100, well, it still is 100 years old. Um, it used to be an old post office. Anyway, it was just a little house and it had this big holly tree out the back. And my mum and my middle sister, so I'm the youngest and I have two older sisters. The middle sister, she said, that, and mum is also the middle child, so I don't know if that means anything. But mum and Carmen had both seen a, a young girl in a white dress who used to walk underneath the holly tree. They saw her on multiple occasions. I didn't believe any of them, but Carmen said, well, I told mum about it one time and mum said that, she, yeah, she knows she sees her as well. Like, So they'd both independently seen her. Anyway, when we were doing the house extensions, Carmen said to mum, you cannot cut down the holly tree because you might make her mad. And mum said, no, it'll be fine. Anyway, we did cut down the holly tree and we built the extensions on the house over top of it. And the base of the holly tree sits under my bedroom. And one time, I never really experienced anything because I always say, I don't believe in ghosts. I don't believe in ghosts. I don't believe in ghosts. But one time I was... I stayed with my elder sister in her room while Carmen's room was getting renovated and Carmen slept in my bedroom. In the middle of the night, Carmen came out and to, like to see me and Lauren. She's like, I can't sleep in there. She's in there. I'm never sleeping in that room again. The girl is in Rhiannon's room. I was like, oh my gosh, that is creepy. So she ended up sleeping in with us because she was so scared. Um, and then... Um, I kind of thought nothing of it. Like, I've slept in there since. It's fine. But when I was younger, I had one of my guy friends stay over. And, again, he slept in my room and I slept in my elder sister's room with her. And in the morning, he said to me, did you climb into bed with me last night? No. And I said, no, that's strange. And still didn't think much of it. And then I had one of my girlfriends stay over once and we stayed just, you know, in my bed together. And in the morning she said, oh, where did you go last night? I 
I was like, no way. I was in bed and she was like, but you were walking around on the veranda like you were trying to get in, but the door was locked. No. <laughs> because my, my bedroom opens out onto the veranda and I said, oh, no, the door's not even locked. And she was like, oh, I swear, like the handle, I could literally see the handle turning. Oh, my like, God. Um, I'm never sleeping over again, I swear. <laughs> and even still, I had my doubts, but now I have a dog. Um, and I've had my little Loki for like two years. He's not mm. little, he's a big 45 kilo dog, <laughs> but he refuses to sleep in my room. The very first time I took him home, he woke up in the middle of the night and he was facing my doorway that went into like my door that went into the hallway of the house. And he was just like growling. And I woke, I woke up and I was like, what's wrong? And he started crying and just slowly backing away from the door. Um, and I thought that's creepy. And I, like, I just held on to him and brought him into my bed. And he just sat there all night crying and trying to get out. Like he was just so scared. And even now, like he stayed at my parents' house with me, like you know, a hundred times. He refuses to sleep in my room. And whenever he's in my room of a nighttime, he's always growling or crying and looking at the door to the hallway oh my god and he you guys are literally inseparable so that's like a big thing for him not even to sleep in your room like what yeah he, he always sleeps like on my bed with me or if not on my bed on his little bed on my floor yeah but he insists on sleeping in my parents bedroom with them wow <laughs> okay they were really good stories <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing your stories with me. It's been a real pleasure to have my best friend on the show on the second episode. That's all right. No problem. Literally any time I can help. So after I released the first episode of Friends with Ghost Stories, people were texting in all sorts of spooky stories for me to share. John wrote... I worked in a 100-year-old sandstone monastery for over 35 years. It was built at the beginning of last century on a 1,200-acre property in the middle of the Blue National Park. Back then, it was in the middle of nowhere, hidden from civilization. In that building, when I was often alone, I was visited by many ghosts. They came to me either very early in the morning or in the evenings. The encounters were initially frightening, but over time, I came to respect them. I learned that it's the living you should fear and not the dead. So I've since asked John to star on a future episode. Brandon sent me a message saying, Late one night I was taking a trip from my hometown Bathurst to Newey. As long drives go, you start to zone out from time to time and drift into thought. At some point I confused the double lines on the road for a two-lane road going the same direction. I found myself on the wrong side of the road, essentially driving towards what could be oncoming traffic. I heard my conscience screaming, change lanes, change lanes. I quickly did so, and 15 seconds after, a huge semi-trailer stormed past me, and that was one of those times that truly made me believe that there are guiding forces out there, and what you call them depends on you, but whatever it was, I owe it one, because I was this close to being minced meat. If you think you can top those stories, please do send me a message on the Instagram account, Purple Top Records. I do think there's a thin veil between this world and the next. I do, I do think that, you know, spirits aren't that far away. They, 
they're sort of almost within reach. They're, they're, they're concealed, if you like, behind this, you know, opaqueness or it's just something that we can't perceive with our own eyes. But I think we can tune into it. And that's how we can communicate with them. That's next time on Friends with Ghost Stories. This spooky season is hosted by me, Georgie Winchester. A big thank you to Rhiannon for serving up two terrifying stories and sharing her views on spirituality with me. If you have a ghost story you would like to share, please contact me via the Purple Top Records Instagram page. Please follow and share this podcast. It's free, so tell all your friends about it. A special thanks to local musician Piper Butcher for giving me permission to use this powerful track, Haunting Your Thoughts. All other audio production was recorded and produced by me. Until next time on Friends with Ghost Stories. pursue a life as a minister or simply desire to deepen your knowledge of the Bible and widen your understanding of your faith, Dallas Theological Seminary is your first resource. Join believers from across the globe in a spiritual journey of scholarship and service. Learn about all 66 books of the Bible and their theological significance. Find out more about all the enlightening degrees and scholarships at dts.edu. That's dts.edu. Dallas Theological Seminary. Teach truth. Love well.